So tonight we are going to read from the book of 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 7. Just for a few minutes of sharing. Less than an hour. So it reads. Yeah, 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 7. Amen. But refuse profane and old wives faith fables and exercise thyself rather into godliness. Naye enfumo ezitaliza dini ezobusirusiru zoba olikanga we manyizenga okutya katonda. For bodily exercise profiteth little but godliness is profitable unto all things having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. Kubanga okwe manyiza okomubiri kugasa akasera katono. Naye okutya katonda kugasa mubyonna. Kubanga kulina okusubiza okobulamu okwa kakano nobo nobo obugendo okujja. Amen. May the Lord add blessing to the reading of his word. You may be seated. So we are going to share what we'll call Spiritual exercise. So, exercise. exercise. So, we are talking about spiritual exercise. Now, if we, you uh, look at the scripture again, they say, and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. For bodily exercise profiteth little. But godliness is profitable and all things of all into all things. So here the spirit of God through the apostle is comparing physical and spiritual exercise. And he's saying physical profiteth but little. Now look at what uh, physical exercise does. It is very important for the flesh. But because the flesh itself is uh, 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 not so important. In comparison to the spirit, that's why it profits little. Because however physically fit you are, you will still get old. You will still get weak. You will still die. 
it's a matter of time. It is temporary. When the Bible said that which is born of a woman is for a short time. It withers like a flower and it is not. So that is the flesh. We do exercise to keep it strong to keep it fit but it's not permanent fitness it's not permanent remedy time come old age catches up with you and you get weak your organs fail. But when you're doing the exercise, the body benefits a lot. Amen. Every organ of your body gets strong. It gets healthy. Your mind becomes healthy. Your body organs becomes healthy. The blood circulation becomes good. And you get, uh, you excrute a lot of substances in your body that are not wanted by the body. So it's important to exercise. But when you are doing exercise, you need good discipline. You set your mind to do exercise and a determination. If you're not going to maintain exercise, you better not start. I don't know how many of you have uh, ever endeavored to do exercise. But uh, if you, the first time you are beginning to exercise, your body gets a lot of fatigue. You can almost fall sick. And a lot of pain in the body. But you must repeat it. And repeat it. And repeat it. You must be determined to continue on until the body gets used. And when it gets used, that pain is no longer there. But you'll feel good. You feel healthy. You feel strong. Amen. Actually, they said the secret of keeping young. Although you cannot be young forever. But medical sciences. The secret of keeping young. And you are 60. And you are 70. And you are still feeling young. And you are still having the energy. 
and you're still healthy and alive and your body can resist sicknesses the secret of it is exercising be a person who does exercise and keep 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 it but now to do exercises, I've already said, for emphasis, if I may repeat it, you need discipline. Amen. You need good discipline. You discipline your body. Amen. You lay aside the, 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 the other duties. You lay aside resting. If you have to wake up in the morning and jog, you do it regularly. If you have to do it in the evening, you do it. If you're doing for two hours or for an hour, those hours you have to sacrifice them. You have to sacrifice comfort. Amen. Amina. You sacrifice comfort. You lay aside something that you could be doing. And you do exercise. With discipline. Amen. Amina. Keeping it. With determination. But now. We are talking about spiritual physical profiteth but little the apostle did not say it does not profit it, he said it profiteth but little amen so it is profitable to do physical exercise but little but now it says exercise yourself unto godliness in other words you can take the example of the physical exercise and apply it to the spiritual when you're doing the physical you need a determination you set up your mind I am going to be joking running so many kilometers a day or climbing hills like around Kampala we are surrounded with hills you know certain places you must pass where you're going to face a hill and climb it all you say I'm going to do then when I come back I'm going to make so many press-ups. All I'm going to do is flog jumping. 
going to make sit-ups. Oh, I'm going to skip a rope. So many times. You set your mind. On what you're going to do. To build your body. Amen. Amina. And even no. different exercises build different areas no. of your body. So you must do so that all those areas are built. There's an exercise that helps the brain. There's an exercise that helps the neck. There's an exercise that helps the chest to be strong. There's a particular one that helps the hands. There's a particular one that helps the legs to be strong. There's a particular on the sense of the, 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 the belly. To remove the belly. To reduce the belly. Yeah, to remove those, uh, those fats in the belly. When you see people with pot belly. It's, not, it's an admirable. I've never admired to have that shape. God forbid. But there is an exercise that shades off the belly. I remember when I was still doing training boxing. I had a stomach that was too firm, too strong. That I would give people very strong men and tell them to box the to box the, 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 the stomach and he would box until he gets tired it was very strong very firm isn't that good but all that was done by exercise exercise does that but now spiritually it is like that amen you must make a determination and say this is the kind of Christian I want to be I'm tired of being unfit spiritually I'm tired of being dry I don't feel the presence of the Lord I don't feel victory I don't feel the power of God not experience the supernatural. I've never experienced the spirit of God in me. I don't feel the joy of the Lord. I don't feel the peace of the Lord. I feel disconnected spiritually. I don't feel that connection. I feel dry. I don't feel the, the sweetness of, of reading the word. The way it ought to be. Or listening to the tapes. I'm so weak that I don't feel the strength even of testifying to a sinner. Maybe some 
Oh, men of you. You know you had it. But you lost it. It cannot be a true Christian will remember time when he had that. Yeah, we remember always a time when you had that. But you was never even experienced what I'm describing. You have never experienced such. I even doubt your Christianity. You can't come to the Lord. Not for experience. And you have such experience. That experience of being born again. You are justified by faith. And you don't get that first love. That first intimacy with Christ. And when that intimacy is going on, oh, you have the joy of the Lord. Day and night, you're thinking about Him. You are singing. You are in the spirit. Day and night, you want to win someone to the Lord. You want to talk to sinners. About Christ. And the more you do it, the more fire burns within within you. The more joy. You enjoy the Bible. Praise God. You enjoy prayer. You enjoy fasting. Praise God. Your, your spirit is a blaze with affections for spiritual and heavenly, heavenly things. But then you lose it. You lose it. And the Bible tells us not to do that. It tells us quench not the spirit. Grieve not the spirit. In other words, keep in revival. Brother Branham said, Revival should never die. Be in revival all the time. And when that fire is burning in your life, that is what David said, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. In other words, when I'm on fire like that, I am strong. I despise the temptations. I despise the passions of the flesh. I despise it. I don't struggle to overcome temptation. But I despise it. Because my mind, my heart is set on things that are above 
Brother, there is an atmosphere. There is a dimension. A heavenly dimension. That you can live in. And you despise the things of the world. Amen. You just live in two worlds. You live here, you do things that are, that are done here. But your spirit is up there. Amen. Amina. And the things of money, the things Era, of women, the things of men, sente, kaze, the things sajja, of riches, the things of wealth, they are no, they mean nothing. They are tools insignificant to you. Whatever come will come, whatever will not come will not come. After all, I'm a child of God. It's worthy tall to be God's child. It's worthy tall Amen. to feel his spirit and to know he keeps us every hour. Feeling so much better talking about this good old Feel my way Every day, with love, as I walk with the heaven, let me go all the way with a song and no rimba. Feel my way every day. You feel like that, brother. You feel like that. It's very easy to forgive your enemy. It's very easy to forgive and pray for those who offend you. When you are like that, you don't mind those who fall away from you, who turn their back on you. You feel, why should I care? Because I am with Jesus. You see, that is the place for a child of God to be. That's when you're physically fit. Spiritually fit. That's when you have spiritual stamina. That's when you pray and you don't get tired. That's when you read the Bible and you don't get tired. And your mind is catching whatever you're reading. But when you are carnal, when you're dry, you read a whole chapter. And you want, what have I read? What did it say? What are the points involved here? You have to read again. You know, that is being in the wilderness. But now, a child of God, there is always a way back. The way back is to decide to do them exercises. There is a way back. He said, draw near to me, I will draw near to you. So start on the way back. Remember where thou hast fallen. 
and repent and do the first works. Amen. That's what he says. Do the first works. Remember. Remember how you used to spend the whole night on the knees. Remember how you used to read the Bible every day. Remember how you used to read at least a message book a day. Remember how you did not go to bed until you prayed for an hour. And you would wake up and pray. Remember how you could not spend a week without fasting. Remember, remember how you could not spend a day without speaking to a sinner. Remember from where you are falling. Repent and do the first works. In other words, do the exercise. Oh, brother, sister. The point in this is you can help yourself and you must help yourself. No one is going to help you. God left you on free moral agency. Remember we have been sharing on the power of thinking. We have been sharing on the power of choice and decision. We have shared on free moral agency. So, this is just a continuation. Amen. Amina. You can choose and say, I am going to be spiritual. I'm going to be on fire. You can choose. I'm going to go deep in God. I'm going to hear the voice of God. I'm going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to die to self until Jesus Christ is filling every fiber of my being. I'm going to be filled with the anointing until when he comes he cannot leave me. You find me. My lamp ready, filled with oil. And I'm going to be dead to the world. Going to be dead to self. And to be on fire. With God, I'm going to be that. And when you have decided, the routine of exercise. Yes, hallelujah. Amina. You are going to design for yourself a routine of exercise. And you're going to do it. You're going to fulfill it. With real strict discipline. Amen. Amina. That's what Daniel said, did. Daniel, when he read and realized that their coming out of Babylon is up. The time for their redemption was near. He set himself to pray 
three times a day. He designed for himself an exercise. And it yielded. God wants us all to see us always do something. That's why the prophet preached a message he called, He cares, do you care? So I'm going to close with this, with this quote. Yesterday, standing in the backyard of my master, oh, sorry, of my sister that lives next door to us. Sister Wood. We were noticing a little cocoon that had formed on a tree. Cocoon. Cocoon. Chifuna akatikwechekwata. It gets stuck on a certain tree. Nechivamu material alinga silk. Then it transforms into something like silk. Out of its body it produces a silk material. Weaves it around. Around itself. It builds a shell out of that material. And now that shape there, that structure that it has built around itself is what is called a cocoon. And in that cocoon, that's where it dies. And when it dies there, it's a sign of self-crucifixion, self-calvary. It is a sign of a believer finding an altar. It's a sign of a believer making himself a closet. With a determination of I am not leaving, I'm going to stay here. Until I die to this sinful creature that I am. I am tired of this. And then as the caterpillar stays there. It dies and rots. And the elements of that caterpillar. Forms into a different creature. A, a, new, a new creature, it's new, it gets a new bath. And that creature is a butterfly. Beautiful colors and wings. It didn't have that before. At first it was it was a crow. But now it's going to fly. It has developed wings to fly. And it's going to uh, it's so beautiful. In some functions 
in some functions they even use them they release them to fly around the party but no one is going to release or to throw around caterpillars if you throw caterpillars in a party you are going to cause accidents because people are going to knock one another but butterfly even those who fear caterpillars they, who don't have even those who have caterpillar phobia they don't fear butterflies so you can be a scarecrow when you are in that carnal nature your wife is scared of you your children are scared of you your neighbors are scared of you people have have a phobia for you. But you die and be born into a different creature. Into a butterfly. Everybody likes to be near you. That's the transformation that comes. With a new birth. Praise God. But it comes through. Uh, death first. So Brother Branham was uh, standing in the, in the yard with a sister, neighbor, and then they, they saw this cocoon. And the wind was blowing it, uh, it back and forth. And she was telling it that in the streams of the deserts, streams of the deserts. Now, streams of the deserts. I believe that she was reading an article about the cocoon. It is a little worm that goes into there and forms a little shell around him. To keep him through the cold. And but when it comes time, this person who was dealing with the little fellow. They seen a little cocoon a moving and wiggling around. Uh-huh. And they felt so sorry for the little fellow. So they thought they would just cut the end of it off and let the little bag out. But because when he came out of there. He was going to have wings. But 
He went in as a bag. Called a little worm. He comes out with wings. In the more like a glorified state. And as he was wiggling and pulling and tugging and beating and biting and trying to get out of the cocoon. They felt sorry for him. So they thought they would just give him a shortcut. So they go get the scissors and cut the end of, the end off. And when they cut the end off, the little bag came out. But he never was right. No, he never Remember in its nature. God never created them to be helped. God created them in the way that they have to struggle. They have to struggle on their own. And bite and push until they get out. He never created those insects to be helped by humans. He created them to fight on their own. In fighting in their own. There is the way it brings out the potential. Yes. As he struggles to come out of the cocoon. Kicks and there is a way the attributes the dormant attributes in it get active. Through that struggling. But now it's been helped. So, when it is helped, those attributes that were dormant, they remain dormant. Because it has been helped. Sometimes we must not be so, you know, overboard with the helping. It's good to help one another. That's not what I'm talking about. But it's good to look at the will of God. Sometimes God wants that person to struggle through that valley. 
and to fight his way out on the knees. And as he fights and breaks through, he comes out right. He comes out with the character, with the nature. That God wanted in him to come out. Something forms out. He never comes out the same. Job says, said, when I come out of this, I'll come out like refined gold. Zabu. Oh, praise be the name of the Lord. He never was right. Because he didn't have any strength in his body. He could he couldn't use his wings. Right. Ah. Yes, it was powerless, it was just crawling. Even its wings, it couldn't use its wings. It couldn't fry. Get down. And I think that's the way we've tried to duplicate, say. Get down to the altar. And say this, that, or the other. And try to get the people back to God, all into the church, all to come to Christ. Just let them. Who eat out? Until they cry, until they get a breakthrough. Yes. They boo eat out. Just work your way out of it. If you try to give them a shortcut, they are never able to stand. I just like to see them struggle and work at it till God gives them a real bath. You are missing. I just like to see them struggle and work at it till God gives them a real bath. In the natural way, just give them that real bath. People say, well, honey, I think you have prayed enough. You just stay there until you are ready to fly. You just stay there until you are ready to fly. That's the only thing. God has a way of doing it. Oh, 
Oh, well, if you want to be good, just go over to join church. Mama went to the same church. That church where your mom used to be. That might be just fine, but you know, it takes a day. It takes a day to bring a life. And we go to die until then. We are. So dead that there can be a new life coming. Then our wings will be valuable. And our experience that we have will be valuable to others and to ourselves. Israel wasn't ready. But God was ready. And he had a little baby born. By the name of Moses. And he was right there. At the age of 40. To take the children out. But Israel wasn't ready. And by the reason that they wasn't ready. Then they had to labor. 20 years longer or 40 years longer. It was 40 years longer. Slight of a tongue. God promised Abraham it was 400 years. Those are 4 generations. Because the generation is 40 years. So they were to stay there 40 years. But they stayed more extra. So they, they were to stay there 400 years. But they stayed there, they stayed there for 440. For more, 40 more extra. In slavery. Why? Why? It was not the fault of God. It's not God who delayed. God was ready at 400. But they were not ready. Can that be? Can God give you a promise and you delay it? Yes. Yes. This is an example. You can delay it. When you delay to prepare yourself. Because you have a part to play. When God gives a promise, you have a part to play. He cares. Do you care? You have a part to play. Now, if you delay to play your part, you delay to repent. You delay to make a determination to do your spiritual exercises to be in prayer and fasting to lay aside all weight and every sin that so easily beset you. Then you delay 
in slavery. Kakati oruano sigala mubudu, ramubudu. Amen. Amina. God was ready. Because the time of promise drew nigh. God sent an angel down to the earth to make ready the, the people. To fulfill his word. For God always keeps his word. He said to Moses, I have seen the affliction of my people and I have heard their groans and their cries. And I have remembered. And I remembered my word, my promise for hundred years. But God still remembered His word. Almost two thousand years has passed. But God still remembers His word. I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And I believe the time of the promise is drawing nigh. Notice as he was speaking and getting ready. And 400 years had passed. And God was on time. With his word. Then we find out. After 40 years longer. And I might stop here just to say these words. Now you can quote me. Because I know it's going, going on tape back there. I believe that we are. The coming of the Lord is the way past due. Era nzikiriza okuja kwa katonda kwa itakoda. Kwa yesu, kwa mkamafe. Kwa mkamafe yesu kwa I believe itakoda. it was due a long time ago. Nzikiriza kwa atu kane kujita ode banga dene mabiga. But it's because of the church. Na ye, lwa kubaka nisa. It's not ready to meet him. E kanisa yote nawa kubanyete kefomusi nkana. Isn't that a paradox? E chote steche unisa. Okuja kwa yesu kwa itakoda. That the coming of the Lord is past due. He was saying these words in 1957. So many, many, many years before we were born. And the coming of the Lord was due. It was past time. What about today? But the church was not ready. Speckled bad. You are not ready. You don't look like people who are waiting for, he, for the rapture. You don't look like people who are prepared and you have packed your baggages and you have put them on the stage waiting for that. Waiting for the bus or the train. You don't look like that. And many others. That's what is delaying the rapture. But not to think that you would delay it forever. No. You either ready or it will leave you. Listen here. It's very sensitive. The coming of the Lord is, uh, is way past due. 
believe it was, it was due a long time ago. But it's because of the church. He's not ready to meet him. Now if you notice he said. As it, was day, as it was in the days of Noah. In the days of Noah before the flood. How it would be. And God, and God was not willing that any should perish. That all might come to repentance. Then he suffered up long. The flood stage was way past due. Down in Egypt it was way past due. Do you get it in the interdiluvian destruction now? The destruction in judgment and the coming out of Egypt was past due 40 years over time. But God was determined. God was determined that his word would not return to him. He was going to keep his word. He has to keep his word. He must do it in order to be God. If he has to change if you have to change of everything and by grace, he will do it. That's the reason I say if the child does not get herself ready, that's your duty to get ready. The bride has made herself ready. The garment is paid for. They are ready. But you must be ready to wear those garments. The church has made herself ready in quotation. Now brethren, listen. If the church doesn't get ready, God is able of these stones to rise children unto Abraham. If these holiness people don't straighten themselves up and get back into the harness again, get back to the gospel, God will raise up out. He can bring Catholics, the Presbyterians, or whatever he wishes to he will do it. He will not push you into readiness. But the rapture must take place. So it can take place without you. It can take place without you. Let us stand on our feet. If you're here, my heart, oh, cry. While on other 
speak the Lord in this moment wherever you are in your houses somebody stand off that chair and raise your hand bow bow on your knees and pray and tell him Lord I'm sorry I've been dilly darling I've been careless I have acted and concerned Thinking there will come a time. But time is already come and almost gone. Pass me not, Lord. That is not Brother Gideon speaking. It is you speaking. It is you screaming to me. Because you don't want to leave me. You have given me more grace. You have given me more long suffering that I may be prepared that I may repent of my sins that I may seek your face that I may seek the Holy Ghost. Father, forgive me for dearly darling. But from henceforth, I'm going to seek your face, Lord. Help me, Lord. Tell him. Speak to him. And mean it. That from henceforth, you're going to design a timetable that you must strictly follow. You're going to switch off your phone for those hours that you have given God and you're going to exercise yourself unto or into godliness you got to mean it Heavenly Father, I pray for your people. I pray for your children tonight. I pray for myself. Forgive my sins. Wash me in the blood of Jesus Christ. Forgive me every time that I've grieved you. Holy Spirit, come back on me. 
I desire you, Lord. I need fellowship with you. Forgive them, Lord God, of their sins, Lord. Forgive them, Lord God, for grieving you. Quenching the spirit. Forgive, Lord. Have mercy upon them. I commit them to you. Help them, Lord God, to get out of laziness. Help them to get out of laziness. That they may seek your face. I pray, Father. I call upon you. I intercede and I pray. I plead, Lord God, for them, Lord, this evening, have mercy upon them. Heal those that are sick, Lord. Meet the needs of those that are needy. Thank you, Father. I commit them to you, Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I say. Amen.